Hello and welcome back to another episode of Went to Mo Kings Meadow, the podcast that talks exclusively about the WSL champions. Um, I'm your host, Dean, and on this week's show, we are celebrating Chelsea's WSL title win, believe it or not. Um, this is episode 23 of Went to Mo Kings Meadow entitled, That's Why We're Champions, again. Um, now, before I get started, I just want to say a big thank you to everybody who signed up to our Patreon. Um, if you can and would like to help support us financially, you can do so by heading to www.patreon.com forward slash went to Mo Kings Meadow. Uh, in return, we've got plenty of exclusive content planned over the summer. So if you want to hear more from us, you've got to subscribe. The link will be in the description of the episode, um, wherever you're getting that from. Uh, joining me for this celebration is my wonderful co-host, Jane. Jane, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I've not got much of a voice left, <laughs> but I should be all right to get through. Yeah, we'll get into more of the why in a, in a minute. I'll introduce... Our other guest, because there's no party without your friends, is there, Jane? And luckily, we've got no, two of our not. very good friends with us. Um, no particular order to this. Um, first up, we've got delightful Tracy Brown. Uh, Tracy, welcome back. It's great to be here on a fabulous day, obviously. Absolutely. And also joining us is the equally delightful Kerry Evans. Kerry, still on Cloud9? Yep, and cheers. <laughs> yeah. Glass of um, champagne, bottle of champagne, sorry, for those listening rather than watching in. Um, before we look at the actual game, um, I think we should just celebrate Chelsea's success. Um, 22 games played, 18 wins, three, doors, three draws, sorry. Uh, just one defeat, uh, 57 points, WSL champions 2020-2021. Uh, Kerry, your reaction sort of to Chelsea being champions again? I think it's just more relief because you, you never know we've read in, so I'm I'm just buzzing. Yeah, Tracy, I suppose, you know, Kerry's on cloud nine. There's plenty of us on the same cloud, isn't there? I think there is, to be fair. I was I was a bit more cagey, admittedly, before this game, and I'd spoken to my partner about it yesterday. He's like, You beat them five nil last time, you're gonna walk this, who doesn't know anything really about women's football. I was like, Why are you panicking? I was like I just you don't understand you don't understand and early Ron said what was the score and I went five nil and he's like well there you go then what was you even worried about it's like yeah but you never know so no, yeah I think we're on cloud nine ten and eleven um and I think that will keep going for the week to be fair yeah what's such a big deal about it um Jane you mentioned not having much of a voice left and you didn't disturb your neighbours today did you what um what happened today in your world no I actually watched the game from the car park of Kings Meadow. A couple of us went down and sat on the grass and watched the game from our iPads. And then we was there at the end to sort of celebrate with the players socially distanced. Yeah. Um, Kerry, you were there as well. Um, what were the celebrations like with the players sort of full time? I see some pictures. Yeah, because at first they were like, oh, the players won't be coming out. And then I think the players were like, we're coming, we're going out. And they just went up on this little box and um, just started. And then Magda lifted the trophy with us and we just sang songs. And I think Sam was already getting a bit hammered because <laughs> she was, <laughs> she's, was, I don't know what she was doing, but it's all, all good. Yeah, I think Sam is officially gone, is what um, a term I use. Um, you're gone at that stage. Um, Jane, hopefully lots of videos that you've got or in, if you live in the yeah. moment. 
No, I managed, I videoed it when the players came up and when Emma came up as well to see us. So I'll be showing them on social media later. Yeah, make sure you do. I'm sure people would love to see them. Um, should we talk about the game for a bit then? Um, what happened earlier today, the venue was Kings Meadow, the opposition Reading FC, the full-time result, Chelsea 5, Reading nil. Jane, talk us through the all-important information from the game. So Chelsea lined up this one in a 3-4-3 formation and catching Berger was in goal. We had Millie Bright, Sophie Ingle and Jess Carter. I'm sorry, I don't know the formation they actually played in. I've just got it all written down as who played. So we had Anka Hatchinberger, Millie Bright, Sophie Ingle, Jess Carter, Melanie Leopold, Jiso Yan, Frank Herbie, Magda Eriksson, Sam Kerr, Neve Charles and Peniel Harder. Um, the youth substitutes was Yona Anderson for Neve Charles at the 57th minute, Aaron Cuthbert for Peniel Harder at the 57th minute, Guru Ratton for G in the 57th minute, Hannah Blundell for Carter in the 69th minute, Jesse Fleming for Leopold in the 69th minute. The substitutes not used was Zakira Musovic, Carly Telford, Bethany England and Drew Spence. Um, Stats-wise, with Chelsea first, uh, possession 60% to 40%, shots 17 to 7, shots on target 9 to 1, corners 5 to 3 and fouls 7 to 4. Yeah, I think the formation was... Uh, four four two within the diamond as we've seen. Um, but before we go into that, um, before kickoff, Kerry Emma presented Farrah Williams with a signed shirt and some flowers ahead of her, her final league game as a pro. Um, I suppose it was kind of fitting that her career ended against you know the club where it all started, wasn't it? Yeah, which is it, it, stuff like that. Just it's just really weird. But yeah, she started, I think, with Tony Farmer, and yeah, and it was her last game. So. Yeah, fantastic um, career she's had. And, you know, as a Chelsea fan, Tracy, I suppose she had the best seat in the house. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like, oh, look, we've lost. Oh, my God, the team I support have won. So it must have been a lot of mixed emotions. Um, no, I, to be quite honest, um, you know, Emma Hayes really likes her and I can see her coming in in, in a form of staff or something behind the scenes. Um, well, Emma, try, Emma tried to sign her in 2015 yeah. when she went up, but she chose Arsenal. Yeah. I suppose we can Some forgive her. Some people to make the wrong decisions every now yeah. and again. You know, mm. can't really hold it against her. Oh, everybody, no. Everybody <laughs> makes mistakes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tracy, so, yeah, back, yeah, looking back at the lineup then, um, it was actually uh, Jess Carter in at left back this week, as opposed to Neve Charles, who they swap positions. Perhaps that's a precursor to next week's lineup. Perhaps. I personally think we'll most probably start the way we started today. To be fair, but the only thing that I was disappointed by was the fact that Beth England didn't come on as a sub. That's about the only thing I was I was sort of maybe upset about. But I think there's mostly a reason behind that, and that'll be for next weekend. Yeah, I've got a question about that later on. Um, Kerry, I expected Anderson to come back into the team at left-back because I think she's our best left-back. Emma again left her on the bench. Um, do you think her place is in doubt next week? Oh, you never know with Emma. I mean, Yona has played a lot of games, so maybe she's just resting, and especially because she's in Sweden. So who knows with what Emma's plans are up to. Yeah, I've, I've given up. I, I still do try every week to predict um, what the heck Emma's going to do. I'm sure she just listens to that bit and then says, well, I'm not going to do that then. Um, just to wind me up. Um, 
Jane, we went with the diamond in midfield, uh, no place again for Bethany England, as we've just mentioned. Uh, she didn't even come off the bench, as Tracy said. Um, a difficult season for her, given you know the high she had last year. This season, despite the title wins, personally, has been a bit of a low for her. I think it's been tough for her. Obviously, last season, we had the absence of Fran with her illness. So that's where she got most of her playtime because there was that gap in the squad. And then, obviously, where we signed Neil in the summer and we've had like we've got the options of Fran, Peniel, Sam and Beth it's been tough it's been tough for her and then obviously she got her concussion injury just as she was coming back to like how she was but I think maybe resting her today means well I'm hoping she'll get a start on Sunday in the Champions League final yeah we'll have to wait and see on that um, obviously still a very important player for Chelsea but it's interesting the rumours building about Lauren James and perhaps what might happen this summer, but that's a topic for another podcast. Um, Tracy, there was bound to be some nerves before kickoff. I'm sure we all felt them, as did the players. Uh, but those were settled pretty quickly when uh, many Liverpools hit home, you know, just over a minute gone. The best possible start to a game of this magnitude, wasn't it? Yeah, it was sort of blinking. You missed it uh, right at the beginning. Um, yes, I think for anyone, and us, I... I'm, even Emma would have mostly had some slight nerves going into this, knowing that, you know, focus was just to win. Um, yeah, I think we all were all a little bit cautious because of our history with Reading. I think that literally did calm everything. My panic was then that nothing really happened after that for a while. Um, but we just looked solid from the get-go. We had a mission to, and a focus just to go out there and win. Um, and yeah, that was the best start possible, to be fair. Yeah, I was driving back home because I was bit late coming back and then I was sort of I wonder what it's going to be like and then I see the Chelsea Pride tagged you in a tweet and I know that's always a good a good tag in a tweet from Chelsea Pride. Uh, Kerry I want to talk about Jess Carter's corner because you know that's the you know second time in two weeks where she's used her ability on set pieces to create a goal for Chelsea and she's really proven herself you know in this starting 11 isn't she? Yeah so um, we can <laughs> kind of say we haven't missed Marin when she's She's coming. She's been really solid coming, so well done to her and another great assist. Yeah, I suppose that's a point that is quite often overlooked that you know we've missed, we've lost Marin to a very serious injury, and we really, you know, apart from I think we missed a penalty in the first game after she was injured. Uh, that was the mm -hmm. first time we we really see her you know, absence on the pitch. Apart from that, Neve and Jess have done fantastic. Um, Jane, although that did settle a few nerves, you know. It wasn't a vintage performance from Chelsea in that first half. But given the circumstances and, you know, everything that was riding on the result, you know, we needed to win to win the league. You know, it's understandable that we probably weren't at our most fluent in this game. I think the way we had to, obviously, we had to win the, we had to win the game. And then obviously City's results, if we're drawn on stuff like that. I think the way we sort of came out, we had to look at it as if we was playing the likes of City or Arsenal and come out with our strongest team and play the best we can. But I think it was in Emma's interview I listened back to, she said that she wasn't, she was not disappointed in the team, but they didn't play the best to the best of their ability. Yeah, and, you know, that showed probably a half-time team talk uh, a bit too much. Uh, Tracy, Fran got four against Reading in the reverse fixture of this game, and they couldn't keep her off the score sheet again today. It was good work from Penilla Harder winning the ball. And then when Kirby and Curling link up, you know, you just can't stop them. And that really sort of, I felt it sealed the game, even at 2-0 and early 
ago, still half to play that the title was won then, wasn't it? I think it was won then. To be fair, I didn't. I didn't. And there was no way on earth I saw sort of Reading coming and and um, even getting one, let alone let alone more. And I think to be quite honest, when when Fran and Sam link up, it is just electric. You know what they're both capable of doing. Um, that is one formidable partnership. Um, to be fair. Um, and I'm just looking to see more and more come out of that. But yes, admittedly, Fran does really like doing well against Reading. Um, don't get more, we're not knocking it. If she wants to keep doing that season after season, that's fine. I suppose she gets flashbacks to her days in training and she knows, well, I know how to do this because I did this so many <laughs> times. Um, Kerry, the third goal for me showed you know the real ruthlessness of this team because you know Reading had a bit of a spell of pressure in that second half. Uh, Bright makes a long clearance. And then Kerr gets on a loose ball, passes it to Sam, uh, to Frank Kirby, and she finishes in the top corner. You know, even when the opposition think they're getting on top in the game, Chelsea just come back and, as we said, tap tap boom, it's a goal. Yeah, that's the. Um, I can't even. To be fair, I can't even remember the goal because my mind just gone, gone totally blank. That's the precise moment. That was the best goal. <laughs> top corner from twenty five yards. It- yeah, but when you're watching it on an iPad and you could hear the ground screaming and we couldn't tell you that it was a goal, we just didn't know what was going on. It all got a bit confusing. No, to be fair, I had to write down the goals so we had something to actually talk about. And I was like, okay, who scored? No, let me go on YouTube and watch all this again. And I know what happened and who was even on the pitch. Now I know what Emma says at the end of games, like what was the score? Because, you know, you just live in, in the moment. Anne couldn't even get it right in interview at the end. She thought it was 4-0. And Magda was stood next to her and went, it was five. And she's like, oh, yeah, it was five. <laughs> so, and that's a player that was playing in the game. Yeah. So, you know, you can't blame us for, for not remembering what's happened about five hours ago, if that. <laughs> um, Jane, that finish from Kirby and then her assist to Kerr for the fourth goal. I think that shows why she's going to be player of the year, probably the Ballon d'Or winner as well. I really do hope she wins the Ballon d'Or. This season, she has just been phenomenal. Like, you would never think she'd been through what she had last season. She's just been on top of it all season. And her link up with Kerr as well, they just, they both work so well together and they're always there to assist each other and help each other get them goals. Yeah, I'm going to fall on the floor um, if she doesn't win it. Sorry, a terrible joke. Um, let's move to the fifth goal quickly then before anyone replays that. Erin um, Cuthbert, for those of you that don't remember, she scored a goal today. Um, just about bundling it over the line. Yeah, um, it went over. That's what the matters. Yeah, Grace yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> that's good then. I'll ask yeah. you question then. Um, no, I think that um, sort of wrapped up the game. Tracy, the second half, um, despite Chelsea making five subs, um, that obviously disrupts the flow of the game. You know, the two first half goals really you know, killed the game. And then Chelsea was able to really enjoy themselves in that second half, especially when, when Guru Ryan come on. I think they really clicked in that front line then. I really like Guru, to be fair. Um, to be quite honest, I, I'm... I wouldn't have wanted to have been in the dressing room at halftime because I don't think Emma would have been overly happy. Um, but we did look like we come out, even with the substitutions, as you said, with more of the weight had already been lifted because we were already 2-0 up. And I think you could see that just in the play. 
even when, you know, Redden did have some of the ball and were coming at us, we still look comfortable. Um, and obviously the substitution's crucial with um, a slightly important game next. Yeah, I wonder what on earth that could be. Um, no yeah. idea. Cue the celebrations then at full time. Um, Kerry, what was your reaction like outside of King's Meadow? Oh, it just it went a bit off. There, was, there wasn't that many of us, but we made a good noise. It's not the size, it's what you do with it. Um, mm. Jane, what was it like for you being there? You know, did it, was it almost as good as being inside the ground? It was, it was weird. So obviously be, I've never seen like us win a league like in person. Obviously last year was over like Zoom or however they did it. So to actually be there, but not be there, like we was the other side of the gate. So all you could see was the, like the fireworks going off. It felt nice to be there, but it just didn't feel, it didn't feel right. No, hopefully, you know, this season is the last of um, virtual supporters um, and we can get back inside. Um, obviously, social media is a great place for pictures and videos of celebrations. Um my favourite so far has been the picture of the um, the youngsters when they got given a bar of Cadbury's um, dairy milk because they're not allowed to drink yet. Um, what's your highlight so far, Jane, of those that, that you've seen? Um, the vid- I, just, I think just Sam Kerr in general. Just Sam Kerr. She just she, she just seems she loves she loves to drink by the looks of it. She was just definitely naughty girl. She she was just living. She was living her nice. best life. <laughs> Honestly, like the someone just, she was someone just up. messaged me. Someone just messaged me going, "Sam, Sam's born." By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I dread to think what's been put on his Instagram. I just I know, the videos um, I saw. This quote from Emma that says, "They wish they're in tomorrow and they can have Tuesday off." Um, I worry for Sam Kerr training tomorrow. Um, <laughs> what's going on on their Instagram uh, Tracy what what have you seen what's been your favourite little bit there's, of- there's been I mean there's been as you can imagine the moment that whistle went literally Twitter Instagram it just blew up to be fair I think one of my favourite pictures I saw though wasn't even of the players it was our fantastic management team to be fair if it wasn't for them we wouldn't be who we are it's yeah, the players are fantastic, but it takes a fantastic team of managers, assistant managers, and coaches behind the scenes to make a difference. And that's actually one of the best pictures I've seen with them holding the trophy um, because they're the reason we're in the position we are. To be fair, yeah, I replied to your um, Chelsea Pride tweet of them, you know, saying yeah. the sculptures because okay, they've got the best uh, materials available to them, yeah. but without somebody having the skill and now to sculpture something beautiful, it, it wouldn't work, and it would be. Just a really crappy bowl. Yeah. Um, staying on Chelsea Pride, obviously the pictures of, of Magda and Panilla with the trophy obviously would mean a great deal to you as well. That's becoming a bit of a, a thing now. So we've got the one from the last cup. Now we've got this. Now next weekend we'll add another. And we can just keep that going because it always looks nice when you have a picture with different trophies. So if them two just want to keep doing that, we as fans will just keep liking it and retweeting it and, you know... It's a bit, it's a bit shiny and nice. The next one, so it'll it'll go nicely, you know, for three, and then, you know, we'll all be able to go to the FA Cup. So let's, you know, let's keep that one going as well for later. Well, next season now, which is quite annoying. 
or whenever we're playing it because like, you get so confused that they keep putting it back back but we'll take all four with them two holding them all i'm sure they've got space in their house for four oh. each other, surely must have got an extra room just full of all the stuff but one of them's one and then the other one's one um literally just a trophy room of you know i mean panilla's won the league now the last six years in a row that's just ridiculous that's a lot of winning trophies yeah it obviously just doesn't get boring does it um doesn't for chelsea fans anyway yeah no I love yeah. i'm not sure how man city fans are feeling right now poor things yeah, poor loves. I don't think they're listening, to be fair, Tracy. Um, <laughs> I don't really think they are, no. no. Don't don't think they are. Um, We've been put on mute properly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, anything to do with Chelsea is mostly on mute. Or yeah, hi. We agree they've all signed out of the computer for the next two weeks. Yeah, it makes sense. I would if I was a Man City fan. Yeah, um, yeah I would as well. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even have to have social media. I wouldn't want to watch Chelsea winning all the time. It'd really annoy me. Uh, Kerry what have you seen that's been your highlight of the celebrations so far I think they're going to continue um, long into tonight um, I think for me when um, the players came out and celebrated with the fans we had a bit of a sing song and it wasn't it's not the same but it was better than nothing yeah Jane as well great to see Marin involved in, in the celebrations with the team hobbling along yeah it was lovely it was lovely to see her there as she has made She's been a, such a big part to this season. She had played a big part until she obviously got her injury. So it was so good to see her back and back celebrating with the team. And hopefully she'll be there next week as well in Sweden with them. Yeah, I just want to say there looked like there were some spare medals on the table. Um, so if anyone's listening from Free or Chelsea and they're just knocking about somewhere. Um... There's four of us and we can all have one each. Yeah, we're sticking on the wall and then you can see it in the background of the videos. I know, I noticed that there did look a lot of medals in that train. I was like, the squad's not that big. Yeah. I wonder if it's for the um, staff. EBay. Oh, it could have been. Yeah, straight on eBay. That's a very <laughs> We could all could all have had one each. <laughs> um, what else have I got for us to say? I've got a quote for another quote from Emma because she loves talking. Um she said, winning the league is, I think, the real indicator that you're the dominant team. To do that in the fashion we've done it, we've controlled what we've needed to, and it's not, and we've not been chasing all season. Uh, Tracy, I suppose it highlights the importance of, of this league win. Obviously, last year, one on points per game. So some fans may question that win. You know, it's not fans, you can, Jimmy. Yeah, it's not a true win. No complaints from anybody this year. We deserved this win, didn't we? That's why at the end of the game, when Emma walked towards the cameras, she literally was kissing the medal and she was literally like, we won this one to stop anyone from talking because it was really important. And to not have to rely on anyone else and sit firmly at the top um, and not have to worry about other scores was great. It just proves we are by far the best team in England, bar none. Yeah. Kerry, I know we've taken the mick out of Man City fans for a little bit, but um, on Twitter, their supporters group did send their congratulations out um, at full time. And, you know, that's something I love about the women's game. You know, it's a sign of real, real class. And it's something that's quite unique to women's football, I feel. Yeah, to Man City, you know, they, 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 they always congratulate us. Or if there wasn't, when Marin got injured, she, um, they messaged us as well. So 
they're a good to be fair they are a good support group and and also we send our commiserations to Bris, bristol as well because it's not nice to go down no yeah man city the second best supporters group man city the second best team second only to chelsea football club uh Talking of being top of the table, Jane, why don't you run us through the end of season league table and who finished where? So, oh, hang on. I've lost it. <laughs> Let me get it back up. You I just need to know Chelsea was top. Chelsea was top. We were top and Bristol went down, <laughs> down. Um, unfortunately. And that's it. City comes second, so... Yeah, so Chelsea... Fill in, in the other places, though, just for... Just <laughs> Chelsea for topped it. With 57 points, Man City was second with 55 points, Arsenal were third with 48 points. Them three teams have qualified for Champions League next season. Uh, in fourth place was United on 47 points, Everton were fifth with 32 points, Brighton was sixth with 27 points, Reading was seventh with 24 points, Tottenham was eighth with 20 points, West Ham was ninth with 15 points. Aston Villa was 10th with 15 points. Birmingham was 11th with 14 points. And Bristol was 12th on 12 points. Yeah, as we said, commiserations to Bristol City. Um, the Vixen cast we've worked with a bit. Yeah, they're good people and I wish it was West Ham. Um, Tracy, today West Ham had three substitutes. Burnham City had one substitute who was a goalkeeper. Um, although a fantastic season and you know Chelsea deserve winners and lots of competition, there's still long, long, long way to go in terms of funding these clubs properly and giving their players the best opportunities to perform on the top of the women's stage. Yes, there's definitely issues. I'm sorry. Look where West Ham men are. Look at the stadium they play in. Look where they are in the league and then look at their women's team. It's embarrassing. But this this ongoing financial problem within the women's game is embarrassing. Um, you look at the prize money for winning competitions and then you look at what the men get. And then you expect the women's game to grow. Uh, there needs to be far more investment and seeing so little substitutes on a bench is actually disheartening, but more needs to be done. Hopefully the new deal going forward next year with Sky, um, more money getting put into the game will be a, a sort of push in the right direction. Yeah, I suppose it's for the FA to make sure that the money that's coming in from, from Sky and BBC is going into... Yeah, where it needs teams, to go. Not, not to the owners at the moment who are refusing to, to back their teams. Um, Kerry, has the sports group got anything planned in terms of celebrations when restrictions are lifted at all? Or is that still to be talked about? I haven't even... We haven't even thought about that, I think. I think get the Champions League over with and then we'll have a massive party. Sounds, sounds good to me. Um, obviously, the league title wasn't the only trophy won today. Um, Jane Samker winning the Golden Boot with, I think, 21 goals. I've not looked that up. Um, she said a really lovely quote after the game. Uh, she said, this probably means the most to me out of all my Golden Boots. I feel a lot of people said I've come to Europe to prove myself. And here it is. Um, not bad for a flop, is it? No, it's she's done brilliant all season and everyone that said at the beginning of the season, oh, she's rubbish, why did we spend that sort of money on her? She's proved herself wrong. She is just she's been not she's been unstoppable all season and there was no way Mead and Mar was gonna get golden boot. It was hers from the very beginning. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, who's Miedemar? I don't know. Anyway, um, not just Sanka, not just Sanka, AKB, Golden Glove. Tracy, AKB is an adrenaline junkie. She loves to get, you know, kicked and, and punched around when she's playing football. Um, an unsung hero this year, I think. Yes, and unfortunately, when it comes to sort of players of the seasons, goalkeepers don't normally tend to get a look in. It will tend to go to attackers and goal scorers. But best goalkeeper in Europe, bar none in the women's game. Absolutely formidable at the back. Completely rely on her. Her agility is phenomenal. 100% deserved the uh, Golden Glove Award for this season. I'm, I'm, I don't think there's anyone who doesn't love the women's game and definitely Chelsea fans, who couldn't praise her high enough. She has been incredible. Yeah, I suppose, Kerry, looking back on just on the season, you know, very, very quickly, um, lots of lots of highs, but I suppose for me, it's, you know, the return of Frank Kirby and you know, her level of performance, which has been the standout above everyone, I think, this year, hasn't she? Yeah, you, you can't tell that, as I said, with all the issues she's had in the past, injuries... Um, yeah, you can't tell that's that hasn't haunted her this year, which is great to see. Because you just, when you've got a fit Frank Hervey, she's one of the best players in the world. Absolutely. Um, next off is Gothenburg, or Tracy, you want to say it properly? Yotaboy. 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 Close enough. Um, Sweden. Go to Sweden, ask where the football's being played, they'll take you straight there. Um, <laughs> That's all we've got time for this week, I'm afraid, because yeah, it's going to descend into chaos. Um, we're going to end up like Sam Kerr if we don't leave it here. Um, we're going to be back on Tuesday to have a proper look at the Champions League final, um, just that small game to be played. Uh, we're going to be joined by Mira Ekstrom for that, so make sure you look out for that in your feeds. Um, Jane, a pleasure to come on and talk about a title win in our first podcast season. Um, not all down to us, but I think we played a huge part this year, didn't we? Yeah, it's been nice and it's been nice that we've been able to be here and talk about it. And hopefully next week we can talk about another trophy one. And yeah. Yeah, I suppose with the Champions League, that's been down to us as well, really. Um, yeah, Tracy, always a pleasure to have you back on the podcast. Um, loving the content that Chelsea Pride are producing all the time. Um, yeah, enjoy the rest of your evening celebrating you know, this title win. Yeah, my phone is literally buzzing, as, as, as I'm sure. I'm sure it isn't the only one, so I'm sure Carrie's is like literally as hot as hell right next to her, to be honest. Um, no, I mean, we all work together. We're all there because we all love Chelsea. So um, we just got to keep that, that going. I'm sure it will go on all week. I don't think Ellie's even going to win tonight. I'm sure we're all going to be putting content out all week, ready for next weekend. Yeah, Kerry... Uh, thank you for joining us. I'm sure the supporters group have got lots of stuff planned for this week. Um, where can they find that sort of supporters group stuff? Uh, so on Facebook, you can just follow us at Chelsea Women's Sports Group and on Twitter and Instagram, which is, again, Chelsea Women's Sports Group. And actually, I just want to say a big thanks to you, three for all the work that you've done this season. Yeah, it's a pleasure to um, be part of the Chelsea Women's community. Um, everybody is, you know, as fantastic as the teams, what I like to say. Um, less than a minute left on this meeting so let's shout out our Twitter handles we're at Mo Kings Meadow I'm at Dean Mears Jane is at Jane Chapel X 
Tracy is at Chelsea Girl 1978. 78. Yeah, right. uh, Kerry is at Kerry Evans. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at Wentzmo Kings Meadow. All the links for Chelsea Pride and Chelsea Women's Sports Group will be in the description. I'm not going to say them now. Uh, you can email us at wentzmokingsmeadow at gmail.com. We'll read them out on the show, whatever you've got to say. Uh, but that is it. Until next time, Chelsea fans from Kings Meadow to Gothenburg, really. Keep the blue flag flying high. <laughs>